Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast. And because it's a spin-off podcast, we don't have to stay on topic. So take that. I'm Paul Verhoeven. That's John Verhoeven. And Dad, dare I ask, how has your morning been so far? Paul, my morning, as usual, has been magnificent. Okay, okay. I'm an extremist. <laughs> I love life. Yep. And I'm thinking about getting rid of our bed. Please, for the love of Christ, explain this. Well, I'm, I'm having a, a Japanese moment. Yeah, you do this. You come up with a thing and then you purge all your objects and then mum has to kind of just hang on for dear life. So mm. how so does mum feel about this? Um, well, look, I mentioned to Christine that I think we should get a futon bed, but not, not a, a pretend futon, right? which has a base. Mm. I'm talking about actually lying on the concrete floor. I think it's a terrible idea. Uh, well, th- we're, we're getting rid of our bed. Are you seriously getting rid of your bed? Yes. Do you want to buy it? It's a very nice bed. I mean, my problem here is that that's kind of an irreversible move. First of all, you just bought a new base for the bed. Mm, it's a good base. So you notice. bought a new base for the bed. You finally did it. And now you're thinking mm. like weeks after that. I think what you've, what's happened is you've been in lockdown too long. Mm. Well, Paul, uh, you know how people talk about the internet's listening and watching? Yes. So I mentioned to Christine getting a Japanese bed this morning. And Guess what appeared in my email box 30 seconds later? Just ads for futons, I'm guessing. Ad for, ad for beds. Ads for beds. Yeah. Incredible, isn't it? It's weird. I mean... Look, it's here, spooky. B- by that rationale, I should walk up to your phone when you're not around and just go, uh, ADD medication, ADD medication, ADD medication. Paul? Yeah. You've, you've hit a nerve there. Have I? No, not really. Okay. Um, so the, Hang on. The, the no, no, be- just sorry. Please don't get rid of your bed. Don't get no, because visually, Paul. no, because visually, you've got a one-bedroom apartment. If you walk in, right, the mm. bed provides this really nice kind of break between the bedroom part of the room and the rest of the one-bedroom, the studio apartment, right? Mm. Yep. It kind of breaks it up. If you get rid of the bed, suddenly there's no gap. It's just like a mattress on a floor on the floor. Paul, Paul you roll it up every morning. So what goes in that section of the apartment? Nothing, just bare floor. Bare floor. And then at night time, you just roll her out. It's exciting. It's a really bad idea. Mm. So then I just have to come up with a technique of getting out of the bed because you're actually on the floor. What if you hurt your back? What? Hang on. You've got, you've, got a, you've got a bad hip right now. You've got a sore hip. You've got bad shoulders. And what you will do is bend down every morning. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Yep. I'll keep you and the listeners informed. You are exhausting sometimes. Mm. Well, you're not the first to say that. And also, Paul, and listeners, oh, I, I you know how I do signature dishes? Yep. I made a dish 
that's going to the top of my signature dish list. Typically, you're, you're only allowed one signature. The rest are considered forgeries. But yes, what well, is... I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm putting this out there. Yeah. That this dish is the one I'm going to cook for you and Tegan. What is it? It's Tom Car Guy. What is that? Have you heard of? No. It's, it's it's a Thai chicken and coconut soup. It's it's mind blowing. I I, it's fucking great. I cooked it last yesterday. It took hours to prepare, and I'm really excited about it. What's in it? Way too many ingredients to even start to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I thought, Paul, that I might actually write it all down and perhaps put it somewhere. Remember, as we mentioned on a previous episode, you are going to be our first repeat guest on Dish. So mm. if you want to kind of come back and give us that recipe, that'd be great. I'd love to. And um, a person who is in a very remote place in Australia mm-hmm. on a on a cattle ranch, yeah. I'm not sure whether they call them, I think in Australia we call them cattle stations. Yeah. We're talking in the middle of nowhere, literally. This lady saw some photographs of my signature ribs. She corresponded with me a few weeks ago. She asked for the recipe. I'm, I was curious to see how it went. She she wrote back to me. She said she had a lot of uh, guests. Yep. The guests rated it as the best ribs they'd ever had. And I have a feeling that these are pretty serious meat eaters. That's really nice. You had a guest. Her initials are JZ. Mm-hmm. The latest guest, Julia Zamiro. Yep. I love her. On Dish this week, yes. She's hmm. she's amazing. I've been a fan of hers for many, many years. And yeah, she like straight up one of the nicest people you will ever meet. But she, I, yeah. she did I this thought. crazy thing. And actually, I wanted to talk to you about this, right? So I know that for, for you and I, travel is very important. Yeah? Hmm. So this really strange thing happened. We were asking Julia where she's looking forward to traveling to. And she basically said, um, there's a whole generation of people right now who you know, for whom travel is just not happening. And I've kind of had my fill. I don't need to go anymore. You know, I've done my traveling. I want to leave it for someone else. And in food terms, it was very much like, it's like she'd had her fill basically. And she was basically saying, look, I want to let someone else, I've had enough, you know? Mm. And I found that really interesting. But yeah, it's it was a wonderful episode. She's absolutely incredible. And, you know, she also talked to, oh, and she speaks French as well. She speaks proper French and she's going to be doing some um, French conversations with Tegan to kind of help Tegan brush up on her French anyway so you should totally listen to the episode if you haven't already and jump across and remember we are watching the numbers so if you guys jump across and listen to Dish and subscribe we'll get Dad back on the show and he'll give mm. you his but her her role Paul is as primarily an interviewer yeah as a host mm. so I was thinking this morning how wonderful it must be to have someone like that and you actually get to flip it so she becomes the guest. Yeah. And the thing is, she's such a natural and she's just amazing. She's got such amazing stories and she's, yeah, she's really great. She's really, really great. Hey, Dad, I got a bunch of um, emails from listeners if you'd like me to read some. I'd love you to. And this is from Kaylin. Just wanted to message and let you know that I started listening to your podcast on Monday and I'm loving it that I'm already on episode five of season two. God damn, that's a long time ago. Wow, Kaylin, you got a lot of stuff in store. Also, I'm 32 years old and your podcast has made it super clear that I'm going to apply to join the Australian police. Thanks, Kaylin. I wonder how many people have joined the police force because of you. That's a good question. Mm. I know, I, we, we, you and I know, Paul, that we've had several people reach out to us mm-hmm. to say, but it's not just in Australia. We have people, I know for a fact, I have a really, really lovely person uh, in New York and she... Uh, is joining the, 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 the police in New York. And she attributes that to our wonderful podcast. But do you feel a certain sense of... Um, 
not responsibility, but do you feel a certain sense of something? I mean, you know. Well, yeah, I do. And, and imagine, uh, I mean, New York, it's a whole other world of policing out there. But mm-hmm. um, one hopes that, you know, whoever decided to join the fire brigade or the police force, one hopes that, you know, they'll be safe. If, if we could travel now, I would absolutely love to go to New York and be there for her passing out parade. I think passing, be, I'm sorry, passing out? Passing out parade. Right, are they just getting her very drunk? Like, what does that mean? No, it's called a passing out parade. Right, so lots of people march and then get drunk and then pass out. No, they don't drink. Well, they may, but they don't pass out. It's called a passing out parade. If you Google it, yeah, uh, which I know you love doing. But it's a passing you... out parade. It's called that, but they don't pass out. No, but Paul, yep. if you can you do me a favor and Google passing out parade? Sure, I can do that. Uh, but if it's what I, I think I, it is, passing because out. Because, Paul, I know you love to fact check, and invariably I'm right. I'm not saying you're wrong. No, I know. But yeah, it's the completion make... of a course by military or other service personnel or graduation from college. Isn't that lovely? Largely in Commonwealth nations. Oh, okay. Well, they might not call it that in New York. Yeah, so it wouldn't be called the passing out parade there. Um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, okay, so what I'm curious about here, Dad, and this is sort of a broader question, and it does actually link to your stupid, stupid bed thing, and that is that people listening to this show and deciding on impulse after some consideration that based on your misadventures or adventures or whatever you want to call them, that they want to become a police officer mm. is kind of interesting in that it is them following an impulse and really following it through to the nth degree. I watched mm. all of Cobra Kai and Karate Kid during lockdown and have now spent nine months doing hardcore three times a week karate and I'm just climbing mm. the ranks. And, you know, that was a strange impulse that I followed and actually followed through on. So mm. what I'm curious, Dad, is could you name some times where you have seen a thing or heard a thing or seen someone you admired or kind of got some sort of inkling in your head and really pursued it to the point where years later you're going, oh, shit, I kind of fell down a rabbit hole. Like, wh- you know, what is your equivalent of listening to loose units and becoming a police officer? What have you done like that? Well, skydiving for a start. How so? I was with some friends. We decided to do like tens and probably hundreds of thousands of people have done. Probably millions, actually, around the world. Is that they've thought, let's do one. Oh, I'd love to jump out of a plane. So I did that. And... It, it hooked me, and I became obsessed in the extreme. I was so obsessed with skydiving that on a Friday evening, I would hitchhike 100 kilometers to get to the drop zone. It became my life every weekend. And that's an example of where a group of people do something, and one person in the group, for some reason or other, becomes it becomes the focus of their, you know, a lot of their waking time. But how much of this was, I mean, how did you actually get into it? Surely, I'm not, I'm not saying you went once and then liked it and kept going. I'm saying, what was it that you saw or heard that made you want to get into that? Oh, well, it was just an ad in a paper. Right. And um, an ad? once, yeah, they do advertise jumping out of planes, don't they? I don't know. I didn't think they did. Yeah. Well, how else do you think? People get to hear about it. Uh, Skyriders. I'm really curious. I mean, and people, but, yeah, people yeah. get gifts as well. I mean, there are people. Imagine if there are, there'll be listeners out there that will have been given a present, mm-hmm. a wacky present, maybe a whole lot of friends. Imagine if you got to do paintball. Is it still called paintball? Yeah. I've got, why wouldn't it be? 
I don't know. I mean, things change and evolve over time. Sure. But but imagine you are given a present and you go to a paintball sort of game, which I've done once in my life. Mm-hmm. And then, boy, oh boy. I mean, it, that, it's a whole, that's a whole other story. We have but, to do paintball together. I think what we should... Oh, God, can you imagine getting a bunch of listeners together, like 100 listeners and doing a be massive unreal. paintball skirmish? But it's stressful paintball. But my, my point that I'm coming to is that imagine if someone is given an opportunity, they go to paintball once and then they end up owning a paintball place and it becomes their whole life. Yes, that is exactly the kind of impulse I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But that obviously didn't happen with me with paintball. But <laughs> well, I mean... And also the <clears throat> like the police force like every all the listeners know that I do love adrenaline, that that's a fact. Yeah. And I love excitement. I love thrills. I love the unknown. I love to feel alive. And there are things in life you can do that make you feel, that give you impetus and and a drive to to just, you know, just keep going. And there there is sort of a a, a mundane side to life, um, but. There are things you can do too. And that's, I guess, why a lot of people escape too to books, which I don't do. I'm not an avid reader. You know, I'm happy to do research, but I don't, I don't actually, believe it or not, Paul, and listeners, I don't, and this is going to sound, I don't know how this is going to come across, but I actually don't need to involve my, my, my life, my mind in fantasy and other people's uh, fiction. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's what This is interesting, Dad, because first of all, the irony that I've turned you into a character in books for other people's fiction and fantasy is very, is very interesting. Mm. But also, reading is a pursuit that requires an ability to sit down, mm. stay still, and focus on a thing. I think um, by what you've just said, yeah. you have explained in a nutshell yeah. why perhaps, mm-hmm. and I must concede, yeah. one point to you. Oh. Just one. Okay. Well, but I'll take that's, it. That's not one's not a lot of points. No, it's not. It's fine. It's better than it's none. One point. I'm but re- Dad. Listen, you're I'm... right. No, you're spot on, and I, I get it. I can't look. I like to be sort of from the second I get up, 
I'm a powerhouse. I'm a dynamo. It's so weird. Sometimes, and I'm going to be very, very, I'm sort of going to be very honest with the listeners here. There are times during the day when Christine's at work Mm -hmm. where sometimes I just stand in one spot and just kind of stare. I don't know whether it's staring or I, I like to think it's focusing on a particular thing. That is so depressing. No, it's not depressing. It's so depressing. No, it's standing. No, for you it might be. When you, okay, my wife's gone. My <laughs> wife's at work. I'm standing in our one-bedroom apartment thinking about how to get rid of the bed, blanking out, staring at a wall for 30 minutes. It's, God, that's Paul, the- you are so prone to exaggeration. You just... I'm not exaggerating. You just said it. Yes, but Paul, it's in context with... It's like... My point is, believe it or not... You're not entering a zen state. You're having a fucking stroke. Paul. Yeah. I... Yeah. I love to retreat to my mind. I don't need other people's books to help me do that. It's not, you can't resent books for presenting not, people with it. Oh, God. I don't <laughs> resent books, Paul. I appreciate. I love. I buy books and yeah. then I flog them. Okay. I gave away one of my books on minimalism. Yeah, to the wooden spoon winner from our uh, Loose Units trivia. Yeah, and I think she's kicked a goal because that's a bloody good prize. And I did a lovely dedication. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm now, in terms of my minimalist collection of books, I'm now down to two. I culled my minimalist book collection by 33%. And speaking about books, Paul, apparently there's a new trend, which is kind of so weird, but people are now starting to put their books in their bookcases. Mm-hmm. With the spine to the wall. I'm sorry, what? Yes. Why? It's insane. That sucks. How on earth do you find the book you're looking for? Fuck, what? Sorry, why? Well, I'm not sure. It could be a fashion thing, but I heard it on the ABC book show, so it has some credibility. I think you'll concur. Yeah, but why? Maybe it just looks nice. I don't know why it's happening, and I don't want to trigger off this this response where everyone starts doing that, because personally... Uh I mean, for me, it's easy. Now, I just have two books. If I decided to put their backs to the wall, I'd, I'd have a one in two chance of picking the book that I was hoping to get. Gotcha. I'm, I don't think we've actually addressed this idea that when people listen to the show mm. and they hear you know, about your stories and they go, mm. I want to give that a crack. And then years later, they, they wake up one morning and go, oh, shit, I became a cop. Wow. You know, they've, they've pursued this thing so doggedly because of a kind of, they found an in. Something about, something in pop culture kind of grabbed them and dragged them in. And years later, they found that they'd kind of come out the other end and done it. You know, now I remember probably back when I was about 16, 17, you got into cigars for a brief period. You had a I humidor. Did. You, you mm. got, now that's the kind of, you know, sudden pursuit mm. Which you, I, yeah, which you jettisoned. Well, I, <clears throat> look, I, I, I loved cigars. Mm. Stephen Lewis, my dear, dear friend, yeah. he and I, do you recall we used to get into the shisha pipe? Yeah, I had one of those as well for a while. Yeah, so you you would head out to the suburbs and kind of sit there and smoke a shisha for a while. And and we loved it. And then we started doing it in his in his flat. Yeah. And I, I became, it's a combination of things. It's the ceremony. It's yeah. the, it's just such a, I'm not sort of saying it's wonderful because actually it, I found out that it's not so great sucking on all those hot coals, all the all the, the carcinogenic things that are emitted from them. I smoked about two or three a week for about a year. So Holy shit. Yeah, so we, that's incredible. So yeah. yeah. So I had a beautiful Thermidor for my cigar collection. Yeah. No, humi- even, wait, Humidor. What did I say? Thermidor. Oh, God, fuck. 
Oh, that's you know so, what's happening, don't you? So that's you open you open the no cigar, bowl. you cut the cigar in half, and you put melted cheese in it, and then you put it in the thermometer. Oh dear! Yeah, look, that's 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 things in my mind sort of start, starting to meld. It's very funny. Um, but then I, used, I I had this habit, and I'm I'm feeling, and I used to for some reason or other, every time Anne had a a, a boyfriend, yeah, I'd give them something really nice, and I gave one of her exes. My humidor. Can't believe I did it. Why did you do that? Oh, look, and I gave another ex a magnificent, beautiful, large black and white photograph that we paid a fair bit of money for. Why? I'm not criticizing. I'm just curious. I don't know. I just, I just, it's something about one of the things that I've always done. Right. So, anyway, cigars, a sudden pursuit that you were into, and years later you found that you had a humidor. Is it possible that you gave the humidor away because you'd emerged from the kind of fugue mm. state of obsession and just weren't into cigars anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although you and I have been to some great places in Melbourne where you and I would go and suck on a cigar. I think out. the Siglo uh, on the rooftop. So over. wonderful. Yeah, but yeah. Paul, I was doing a job for, and it's a word I love to use, and I do preface certain people by using the word eminent so if i may be so bold as to say i was doing a job for an eminent criminal barrister this week and this is a story he told me that i can talk about it because it's in the public domain Mm -hmm. and it's about roger rogerson oh and it's a story that i'd never heard okay he has been defending uh well you can imagine the people Criminal defence, top, top lawyer. I dropped some names and he he basically knew pretty well everyone that I knew. Mm-hmm. And he was right up on the 80s in terms of the New South Wales police force. Mm-hmm. And he had cross-examined Roger Rogerson, which is pretty, pretty cool. And basically he tells me this story. Now... Do you remember when, a couple of years ago, Paul, Christine and I lived at that magnificent building up in Darlinghurst? And yes. I don't know whether yes. you ever visited us, but it is attached to Darlinghurst Police Station, the original Darlinghurst Police Station. Yeah, I remember. I stayed there once. Yeah. Okay. So, isn't that surreal to think? And we didn't really realise that it was attached to the actual Darlinghurst Police Station until we were walking around the block and kind of it all started to sink in. But... Imagine looking back and knowing that we were actually living in a part of that sort of almost folkloric establishment. And this uh, this barrister tells the story that Roger Rogerson and all the detectives from Darlinghurst Police Station, they were having a celebration. They chose a restaurant in, in Darlinghurst to have this big do, and it was a lunchtime do. All the detectives were getting on the piss, becoming more and more intoxicated, and they were sort of doing um, like a tag team where certain detectives would be at Darlinghurst Police Station and the rest were down at this restaurant and then they'd take turns and they were using a police car to sort of ferry in a circular motion between the restaurant and Darlinghurst Police Station. But as the afternoon wore on, they became so drunk that the car, the police car that they were using to ferry detectives back and forth, they actually forgot where they'd parked it. And the poor owner of this restaurant, he then approaches Roger Rogerson and says, look, you know, I need to start getting ready for the evening meal. 
because I have to open the restaurant. Yeah. Because he had it open just for the these detectives. Roger Rogerson became incredibly um, aggressive towards the owner and he grabbed him by the throat and he pushed him up against the wall of his own restaurant and basically threatened him and it was pretty heavy. Now, what happened was the owner of the restaurant um, laid charges. He, he said that Roger Rogerson had assaulted him. Wow. Which is a very brave thing to do. And Roger Rogerson was charged with assault. Really? Yeah. Isn't that incredible? It's so sort of, such a sort of a sign of what it was like back in the 80s where this, this criminal barrister said to me um, this week, he said, you know, there was, they literally ran the town these detectives there was no one that they didn't fear anyone it's just it was frontier land and yeah. um it's i think it's really really fascinating it takes balls to kind of you know report roger rogerson for assault in that I, know. I mean, it really does and it? can you imagine the poor guy actually going up to roger rogerson and saying oh and by the way that's you know that's 500 dollars you owe me for all the food and drink you've had because the detectives back in the 80s when I was in the police force, yeah, they never paid, ever, ever paid when they used to go to restaurants. They just had this, like the afternoon shift detectives at North Sydney, they just, they'd give you that. Remember how I've told you and the listeners, they'd just give you a piece of paper with a phone number on it? It was just a restaurant. And they would spend the entire shift there just drinking and eating. And you'd call the restaurant. You didn't get, you didn't get them on the police radio. Because they didn't carry portal radios. Yeah. And and the only way you could ever get in touch with the detectives was to give them a phone number. So they'd, nice. they'd give you a number and then you'd call them and they'd be and they'd be giving you the the real sort of, they'd be really kind of almost aggressive as a, as a young police officer in the station. You'd have to call. It was a dreaded moment where you'd have to call the detectives. They're half pissed. They're really comfy. They've, set, they've sort of bedded themselves down for the entire eight-hour shift. And there you are calling them saying, look, we really, really need you. And you had to describe in so much minute detail as to why they were required. And it was sort of just... And occasionally they'd rock up to a major incident. And that famous story I told you on the listeners when one of them just fell out of the car. Yeah. In front of hundreds of people. Crazy. He couldn't, he couldn't even walk. It sounds like you're describing the mafia, honestly. Oh, yeah. Well, they were really, weren't they? It's crazy. Well, look... We have to wrap up this episode of Loose Ends, unfortunately. But let me tell you something, Dad. This has been a really fun, enlightening episode. And if anyone wants to, you know, become a cop because of Dad, I think that's great. You know, or a firefighter or even run a funeral home. It would not surprise me. Uh, but we are really excited because we've got two or three weeks left of this season of Loose Units. Next week, Dad, I believe, finally, after this entire season, this entire season has been building to this one case really and uh that's the case of the witch hmm. next next week we're dealing with the witch uh, now that's i think it's one of the final chapters in the book it's going to be a huge episode if you haven't read the chapter uh feel free to do so uh we highly recommend it and if you haven't grabbed electric blue you can get it on booktopia right now uh, that's the cheapest place to get it if you want to get electric blue uh, and support and support loose units We've had such a great time. We can't wait to talk to you all again soon. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week for more Loose Units. Bye. Cheerio. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.